back or welcome to the walk podcast this is our 17th episode um for a moment there i forgot so i don't know if you guys noticed if you go to search up the walk podcast or if you look at the cover of the podcast it says the walk with christ podcast i added the with christ i mean it was already implied but i added the with christ because um i wasn't thinking obviously when i titled it um, that there are like 50 million The Walk podcasts because it's such a, you know, generic name and everybody does theirs for different me- uh, meanings, but I just added the With Christ, just the one, kind of set it apart from the other, The Walk podcast. So if I go to tell somebody, hey, yeah, my podcast is The Walk podcast, they're not trying to figure out which one it is. So it's easier um, to recognize the podcast out of the others but when I get on the intro I may say welcome to the walk with Christ podcast welcome to the walk podcast I do like the walk with Christ podcast I like the way it rolls off the tongue yeah um but yeah so nothing is it's not like a change or anything it's just I added that just so we can differentiate one the walk from another the walk okay we're being very specific about our walk this walk is with Jesus um and so we're going to talk about one of our biggest things in the walk. One I think is not only just the first step, it's definitely a big step, when, especially when you first come to Christ. It's one of your biggest steps you first make, but it's not just a step you make one time. It's something that you make over and over and over and over again, and it's not easy. But we're going to get into it. So like I said, this is our 17th episode. Literally, it's like this one, and I think about two more episodes and by the time you get the other two episodes it's already going to be like september or like the end of august but um all the episodes are getting done this week and this is like my last week filming episodes in this room because i'm going to college i'm gonna be a spartan i think it's right over right over left i'm gonna be a spartan period um <laughs> i'm going to a beautiful school i'm very excited and very nervous and very sad at the same time um, but we'll definitely talk about that in some future episodes. I actually have a, um, um, some things just organized out, it organized as far as like the future episodes to come. Anyway, so let's see where we at. So we got to do our scripture of the episode. And, um, basically if you're new here, this is your first time listening. Hi, welcome. But, um, we first start off with our scripture of the episode typically is related to, um, what we're talking about during the episode, like the meat and potatoes of the episode. But um, sometimes it's not um, just honestly whatever God let me to put as the scripture of the episode. So today's is Luke 9 and 23. And it says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up your cross and follow me. I think I'm going to say take up their cross. I typed it in wrong, I think. Um but yeah, so we're going to really talk about that uh, scripture during the episode. And then the song of the episode is so, I was listening to the song, and I love this song, because this song is so good, like even the chorus just eats, but this song is so good, and I was like, bro, this literally should be like the theme song of the podcast, and so I made it the theme song of the podcast, and it's so good. So it's called Christ Walk by Bryson Gray with Karen the Light and Chat Like CC. This is Christ Walk. Still 
one Get into the word and get out the zoo Step two, kill your old self and become new Step three, turn from all the sinning that you used to do Step four, tell the whole squad they can do it too Christ walk, step, step, uh. step, step Hey, Christ walk, step, step, uh, uh, hey. step, step isn't that song so good? Like, that song's just so good, right? Um, but yeah, I've definitely made that the, the theme song of the podcast. So, I might just randomly play it one day. You never know, you know? So, just remember that. That's the podcast theme song, okay? <laughs> okay, so, we're going to get into, like, just what depth to self means. I do want to tell you this really quick story. Just a really quick story. So... Before, like, the weekend, I rededicated my life back to Christ. It was, like, a revival. That's when I rededicated. And there was this revival going on. And I went the second and third night. And the second night, which is the first night I went, it was really good. It was really good. But <laughs> he, the guy that was up there ministering goes, <laughs> who's ready to die? <laughs> and literally everybody's in there, like, raising their hands and jeering and stuff. And me and my brother looking at each other like, because he takes a big pause between like that sentence and the next sentence. So he's just like, who's ready to die? And me and my brother-in-law looking at each other like, what is he, why is y'all all out here? Like, bro, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Like, what? Or it was like, who wants to die or something like that along those lines. Like, like something about like death. And we were just sitting there looking at each other like, okay, what is going on? Like, what is you talking about, bro? And then he goes to finish what he was saying. And he was like, and he just starts saying like, die of like, and just a whole bunch of different like bondages and sins and things like that. And like, die of yourself basically. And we were like, oh, okay, bro, you gotta, you gotta give us a warning. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for us, you know, we, interest in there. You know, I'm obviously everybody else knew what he was talking about, but I was, I was like, bro, you gotta clarify. <laughs> You need to clarify, because I was like, pause, wait a minute. Um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this for a second, okay? Um, but it does, like, I think, I think the idea of death to self sounds very morbid and, like, dark to those of the world. Like, the people who don't have a kingdom mindset or a kingdom-seeking mindset don't understand the concept, the concept of death to self, um... Or you may have just never heard that term. Like maybe you're um, a baby Christian and no one's ever put it to you like that. And you've never gotten into like the gospels, like reading the Bible and anything like that. So that to self is an action. It's not just, I wouldn't say it's just an idea or a concept. It's an action that takes place with inside of you into which, no, you're not actually physically killing yourself. But it's just an action that happens inside of you into where you've put away the things of the past, where you put away, where you deny yourself and your fleshly desires and choose to seek God, seek the kingdom, seek following Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So that's what death itself is like literally bearing who you once were in the world. That's why the Bible often says you need to be born again. And so when you do like die, not once again, physically, but you're born again into Christ, right? So, um, it's really just 
honestly a change of heart like just putting away the person you once were not like new year new me but it's just once again like I said just putting away who you once were changing your mindset your habits your heart that's that's the biggest thing is your change of heart um so that's really what doubt itself means and so in Luke 9 and 23 Jesus tells the disciples that are following him that um to follow him, it requires them to deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Um, and I wonder at the time what the look on their faces were like, what do you pick up your cross? What are you talking about? Cause you know, in their time, um, their time crucifixion wasn't an abnormal thing. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I'm very curious. I'm like, okay, what is bro talking about? Like, I wonder if that ran through somebody, had to run through somebody's mind. Like, what is bro talking about? Um, Jesus picked up his cross and he walked up to Calvary and he died for our sins. Um, and that we be back in relationship. He fixed our relationship between us and the, um, God, the father. And so for us to pick up our cross is to do the same. Basically, constantly every day it's a very it's a daily decision because it's saying every day you know what I choose to follow Christ in this moment I don't choose to go back to who I once was I choose to follow God and what he has for me and all the things that um like are just of him that's of the kingdom and not the things that's of the world and one of the things is I realized that we're required to pick up our cross daily and it's not easy. It wasn't easy for Jesus. Like I like we know in the story, we've seen it. I don't know if you've seen Passion of Christ. Um, if you have, it's a tough movie. If you haven't, I don't know whether to tell you to watch it or to watch it. I think you should watch it. I really do. I think it really changes your perspective. But I'm just letting you know, I don't recommend eating. Um, I tried watching that movie and I was eating like ice cream. Like I was like Man, I'm going to eat some ice cream watch this movie. Did not make it through. That was wasted ice cream. And that was kind of expensive ice cream. And it was very much so wasted. So I don't recommend um, eating anything while watching that movie. Um, but yeah, so it we see it in that. And obviously that was just acting. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not even talking about the real thing. And so um, it wasn't easy for him. But he still did it. You know what I'm saying? He did it for us. We don't even deserve it. You know what I'm saying? We'll never be able to do anything to deserve it. And so we're to pick up our cross, but it's not going to be easy. And so I think a a lot of the uh, bigger questions are more so what does picking up our cross daily look like? And I think one of the biggest parts is saying no to our fleshly desires, um, I can speak for myself, especially in the past. We oftentimes indulge in our um, fleshly desires. It's almost like a cheat day. You've ever had a cheat day? Or sometimes you weren't supposed to have a cheat day, but you took a cheat day anyway. And you ever, like, wanted something so bad. It was just like, you know what? I'm not supposed to be having a cheat day today, but I'm going to go ahead and eat it. Or been on a fast and was like, oh, I just really want it so bad. And ate it and it wasn't even good. I've had that happen many times before, many a times. And that's honestly what it feels like when you start, like when you come to Christ and you, you've been on the journey of denying um, death to self and denying your flesh. And then one day you're just like, Oh, I just, 
just just for a moment, just a little bit won't hurt. You know what I'm saying? You learn that it's most are like those cheat days, honestly, just like it's not good. It makes you feel bad, makes you feel horrible, especially even if you're a baby Christian. A lot of baby Christians do this. And I'm pretty sure some, um, what, what do we call them? Like well-seasoned Christians, older Christians. I don't know what they're called. Um, those who've been in a relationship with God longer, I, I'm pretty sure there's a few that do this too, but, um, it's something that we do have to break free, um, break, break free of is when we do that, not running away from God, but coming back to God, but we have to have it with repentance, like really like true repentance, because most people think repentance is just saying, I'm sorry, and just keep going about your life. Repentance is learning from what you did, saying, God, please forgive me, and turning away from it. Not a 360, 180, okay? Turning away and going back to God like, okay, you know what? I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to do that no more. I'm not trying to do that no more. I don't want to do anything that's going to separate me from you. That's what true repentance is. So we have to learn how to stop running from God when we sin, feeling like he doesn't want to be with me. He's mad with me. Do you know how long he's dealt with the Israelites? We watch it through the Bible. Poor Moses. Oh, my goodness. Bro was sick. I'd be, I'd be like, oh, my goodness. My boy Moses. <laughs> they put him through it. Okay? And literally, I know Moses would be like, God's just trying to help y'all out. And God stuck with them. Even though they did just about everything, everything. So we can't keep running from God. That's why I love the Bible because the Bible has gives so many great examples. And it shows God's faithfulness from the beginning of time all the way to the very end of time. Um, and it's so beautiful. So, um, but learning not to indulge in our fleshly desires, gossip, sex, pornography, um, lying, stealing, it just anything like learning not to be like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And there's moments I can't even hold you. I'm pretty sure there are moments where you're going to feel like I really want to do that right now. Like I really like the temptation is strong. That's what the devil does. The devil doesn't tempt you with something he knows that is not going to intrigue you. Right. So it's not always easy saying no to the things that our flesh loves and our flesh is really kind of petty for real because the flesh, our flesh really doesn't care because, um, flesh and blood cannot enter into the gates of heaven. So flesh don't care. Like the flesh part of us does not care. It's like, I don't care. I just want that. So we can't listen to our flesh. We can't justify our flesh. We have to be like, no, like simply no, like I don't care because our flesh is not going to go with us into the gates of heaven. Right. It can't go. It don't care where you go. It don't, it just wants to live. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just wants to live. Um, it doesn't care about the consequences. It just wants to take in whatever it can take in. Um, so it's not always easy saying no, but I think one thing I've learned, um, is to honestly use your weapons, use your weapons. I believe it was probably about episode six or eight 
or seven and we talked about picking up your armor and we went into Ephesians 6 and if you don't know what Ephesians 6 talks about the bottom half of Ephesians 6 talks about um warfare spiritual warfare and the battle weapons that God gives us to fight the tricks of the enemy so that we can stand against him. Not against flesh and blood. We're not to, to use the um, weapons against flesh and blood, but against the trick of the enemy. And hold on, I'm going to give you some of those um, battle weapons. I put them as they are, and they're like, they it references, references them as battle weapons. So, for example, the belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness, the sandals of readiness from the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And it sounds weird. Like, that sounds so goofy. Like, that sounds like kid stuff. But spiritual warfare is very much so real. It's very much so real. And it's not honestly just for when we're down because a lot of times we typically have a hard time dying to ourselves um, when... We lose the fire. So inside of us, when we feel like we lost the fire in us, we don't have no motivation to get up, to read, to pray. That is um, a very strong moment where knowing those weapons are very much so useful because that's when the devil really tries to get you, right? He tries to kick you when you're down, makes it worse. So it's like when we talked about being so reminded a few episodes ago, the devil pays attention to how we respond to things. So like I said, the devil won't tempt you with drinking if you don't have a desire to drink. But if you have a desire or a past to smoke, he's going to try to surround you with people that wants to get high all the time. Or if you've had feelings where you just want to run and escape from the world, he's going to try to just surround you with problems to make you want to push yourself away from the world. So understanding your battle weapons, using your battle weapons, um, are very important, not along with those, but at the end of the paragraph where it talks about spiritual warfare, it talks about praying at all times because prayer is very important. It's literally one of also the biggest battle weapons we can use. Okay. So my homework to you is to read, especially if you struggle with, um, death to self, one of my biggest, um, my homework assignment to you is to study Ephesians 6 and not just look at it as, oh yeah, he's giving me this, he's giving me this. No, literally, you have to believe it. Like, literally, like, put it on. Like, when it says put it on, it doesn't mean, like, physically put it on. But don't walk out of the house. It's like, stay strapped. Like that. Like, how they be like, stay strapped? Stay strapped with the word. Stay strapped with truth and righteousness, especially with truth because... Um, that's when the devil really tries to feed in our head and on our desires and understanding, knowing the truth from the lie, because Bobby even listed, he's the, the devil is the father of lies. So being able to differentiate the truth from the lie is one of the biggest things ever. And you'll be able to tackle whatever scheme that the devil has, um, has head on. So, and, um, death to self also looks like a change of heart and a change of mindset. Um, I've talked, I said that earlier, our change of heart really is such a big thing the bible talks about our heart posture um the intentions of the heart so many times um uh lord it's a scripture that says um wherever your treasure is your heart may be also um saying that if your treasure if you consider your treasure to be money that's where your heart is and we know the love of money is the root of all evil if your treasure is in people and the world and things that's where your heart is and we know following the world is only going to lead to destruction 
But if your heart is constantly seeking God, if it's in the word, if it's in the kingdom of heaven, if that's where your treasure is, I'm sorry, that's where your heart is. And that's where eternal life comes in and peace and joy and love and all those um, gifts that we talked about. But also in our mindset as well, um, those kind of leading together because I've met some wonderful people. I've met some wonderful people that really have a mindset issue and that hinders them and keeps them from growing and you can't let that stop you from growing you have to change your mindset you honestly and it goes back into I think was the last episode we talked about feeding yourself it really also goes heavy into feeding yourself what you feed into yourself because we talked about what you put inside of you is going to come out of you so um when we one feed ourselves the things of the world and don't feed ourselves the word of God. When we entertain the trauma that's in our mind, entertain all those things, and honestly, just suppress it either. We have to get help in those areas because our mindset can be a very big hindrance into um our growth, our process, our walk with God. Um so when it comes to our heart and mindset, we have to change it. Um, Because a lot of people will say, I was born like this. I was made this way. You're right. You were born like this. You were born into sin. You were born jacked up. You were born messed up. But that's why it's important for us to be born again. That's why it's important for us to die to ourselves, to our flesh, and deny ourselves. Because we were born that way. But that's why Jesus came. So that we can be saved and be born and changed. So that we can have a new heart and a new mindset and have the mind of Christ. Um, So, yeah, we have to learn how to just change our mindset, set our mind on the things of the Lord, because that's when our everything begins to change. When we start seeking God in everything that we do, even the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else shall be added unto you. You shouldn't be focused necessarily on everything else being added unto you, but first seeking the kingdom of God, because, oh. I can get, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. I'll go too deep. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> Let me focus. So dying to ourselves looks like dying, letting go of our fleshy desires. It looks like changing our heart and our mindset. And it also looks like letting go of people, habits, and the things of the past. When you die in the physical sense, of course, you go to a graveyard. I think one of the things that's really hindering a lot of people is the fact that they keep going back to their graveyard, not in the physical sense. Leave the graveyard. Leave it alone. Stay away from it. I don't I don't know what to what else to tell you, but you keep returning back to that graveyard. You keep staying at the graveyard, reminiscing. Let it go. Your old self is gone. Leave the graveyard. Stop guarding the graveyard. Um, leave the things that are dead, dead, right? Um, once again, not talking about in the physical sense. Cause some of y'all be like, I can't visit my grandma. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you talking about us. Okay. So, um, we have to learn how to just let things go. Like let the things of our old self go. We have a lot of habits. We have a lot of people that we love to hold on to learn to let it go. Really, stop reminiscing on it. Stop, you know what I'm saying? You can't focus on what God's trying to do in front of you because you're too, too busy looking behind you. It's like driving in the, down the interstate to your new house, but you looking at the rearview mirror, 
you're not looking out the windshield. You keep looking out the rearview mirror, you're going to miss your exit, right? So we have to learn how to just let it go. Leave the graveyard where it is. Stop guarding the graveyard. Your cemetery, leave it alone. Let it die, okay? Respectfully. That sounds a little morbid, but it, it's true. It sounds a little harsh, but we we often do that. We often love to hold on to the past, but we need to learn to just let it go, right? This includes people. This includes habits we used to do. There's so many things that we used to do and it's hard letting bad habits die. You know, they say it takes 20, it's like 21 days to, um, to create a habit, but it takes a minute to break one because it's now become a habit, a routine. You know what I'm saying? So you have to really have the discipline to learn to break certain habits. Once you break it, leave it alone, leave it alone. Um, so when it comes to death to self, especially when you have trouble leaving those things alone, um, when the feeling, the desire becomes to get too unbearable, when like, it's just like, I really want to do it and I don't know where else to go. I have two suggestions for you, two suggestions that have worked for me. One, and this one is everyone can do it they both honestly both of them everyone can do it but this one is getting in your word and I I typically don't like giving people that advice and it's not that I don't want to give them that advice because it's not good advice um because oh read your bible and pray have become two I'm sorry y'all my nose was running um two solutions that become so generic like it's been taken for granted. For example, it's like John three sixteen, because it's such a popular scripture and everybody seems to know it. And like all people who want to put on the persona persona of being a Christian, put it in their bio. It's become not necessarily a bad scripture, but a scripture just be like, oh, okay. Like if someone tells you, like how do you know someone's genuine scripture, favorite scripture isn't John three sixteen? Like why can't it be John three sixteen? One of my favorite scriptures is John eleven to thirty five. Jesus wept. Yes, it's the shortest verse in this Bible, but it's such a beautiful scripture in itself. So many different ways I can like it's just so beautiful. But um, I understand where you're coming from. Trust me. Cause if I see it in the bio, I'm like, Oh, okay. But you can't really judge it until you really get to talk to that person. Nine times out of 10, most people that put in their bio, they really don't, you know, they can't tell you where Psalms is in the Bible. You know, I can't, and I'm not here to judge you. I'm not, we all have our own processes. Um, but when it comes to prayer and reading the Bible. A lot of people don't like to take it because it's just like, okay. And I understand because there's been moments where it's just like, really? Like, you going to tell me to pray right now? I don't feel like praying. We don't really, we, we look over because the word, because that has been given out so many times. Um, I think without application is also a big part of it. Um, people just look over it. Like they're like, okay, everyone always says prayer. Everyone always says, read the word. I don't want to read the word. And I understand that I do in certain situations. I really do. Um, but I think reading the word is very important. Like, even if you just read a genealogy, like really getting away from that desire, just seek God, literally go. You can listen to the audio book. 
You can read a devotional page. It don't even got to be three sentences until that desire isn't as that strong that you want. Just start reading. You know what I'm saying? Just start reading. It don't hurt nobody. Reading is not going to hurt nobody. Just start reading, even if you don't feel like reading. Like I said, the audio. You can. I'll listen to every now and then. I'll play. And I don't even like the voice of the man on the audio. No disrespect to the bro. But you can just literally just sit there and play it. Right? Um, the second thing is to, um, of course, read your word, but surround yourself with good iron, with iron friends. And I'm sorry, if you don't know what I mean by that, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And in order for you to be sharpened, you need iron. You need your iron, someone that can pour into you good things. We talked about this in many episodes. So surround yourself with good iron. Surround yourself with people that's going to pour into you the word of God and not just like encourage you in that thing, not entertain it, you know? Um, so yeah, I really suggest those prayers. Also, another one, and prayer doesn't have to look like them prayer mothers in the church. Now, I you can really do both. Like that's none of my prayers really all look alike. Like sometimes I'm I'm praying, like I'm going in, like I'm trying to bring heaven pure down here, like literally. Or there's some days I'm just like God, I just need to talk. Like even if I'm just laying in bed, like God, I'm feeling this, you know what I'm saying? Really just talk to God because he's there. He's listening. He wants to listen. Don't ever feel like you're a burden to God when you want to talk to him in prayer, especially when it comes to you wanting to submit to the, um, the temptation, submit to God instead. You know what I'm saying? He wants that for you. He wants to have that communication and that conversation with you. Um, another thing I also suggest more so for my people who deal with physical temptation, um, is literally fleeing. I've once again, feel like we talked about this in another episode, but the Bible says so many times, even in, um, the second Timothy two and 22, the first part of that verse is, um, talking about when it says youthful desires, it's more so referencing sexual desires and, the first of it says literally to flee. And there's so many times the Bible talks about flee, free from the devil, you know what I'm saying? And flee from temptation, flee from sexual desires. It's so many different um, scriptures that reference fleeing. And I don't think we take that literally. I literally believe that you should actually start fleeing physically. Not just in like in your mindset, but also physically. Like I told the story of um Pat think Pastor Tim said I think it was Pastor Tim. I keep putting this on him. I don't know. But when he was talking about um when he he was at a girl's house and I think this is when he was first coming to Christ and um she I think she dropped a towel in front of him or something like that. And he literally hopped up off the couch, jumped over the couch, ran out the door, all the way down the street, called his friend, was like, bro, I ran <laughs> from her house just to get away from that temptation. Um, sometimes you have to do that. Even if it's not a sexual um, sin, temptation that you're running from, even if you're in a misloving environment where you're at a party or you're in a family gathering and they're all drinking and you struggle with wanting a drink, but you know, if you take even one drink, you're going to keep drinking. Like it's nonstop run. I love y'all. I got to go. I'll catch y'all later. Or I just need to take a walk for a minute and regroup myself and I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Either one of those situations, 
literally get up and run. <laughs> that is my suggestion to you taking the Bible uh, physically and literally. Um, but choose honestly, whatever works for you. Like I said, um, any of them, even if fleeing is just like taking a walk in a circle, if you're by yourself and you're just taking a walk in a circle or just getting up and just going to take a general walk or doing jumping jacks, or if you, you like going to the gym, go do a 15 minute workout or something. I don't really know what's going to do for you, but do what works for you. Right. We have the dominion over what is trying to control us. Don't let it control you, right? Um, Speak to whatever is causing you to live in that graveyard. Speak to whatever is causing you to have the hindrance um, in your growth with your walk with God. We have dominion over, we have literal God-given authority. Anything that we ask in Jesus' name shall be given unto us, of course, according to the will of God, which means nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? But Start speaking to the things that are trying to hinder your mind. Start speaking to the things that are trying to come over your mind and um, mess with your thoughts and things like that. Because we, I think we often don't realize how much authority God has given us, of course, in the humble sense. Um, The authority that God has given us, especially when we start speaking into things because the power of um, death and life lie on the power of our tongues. And we don't use our mouth enough to get rid of the things that are causing a distance between our relationship with God. We don't use our mouth enough to ban and to stop and to cease the things that the devil is trying to put over us. But we'll use our mouths to complain and we'll use our mouths to just binge eat and things like that. But we don't ever use our mouths for the right things. Um, So, yeah. Literally just learning your authority, learning your battle weapons, um, dying to self and honestly just walk in it, walk in it. Like I said, it's not, it's not a one time thing. The, the biggest one is of course, when you first come to Christ, but it's an everyday thing. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do when everything looks crazy? Are you going to give into that temptation? What are you going to do when you have no one you feel like you can turn to? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do when you're by yourself and you feel lonely? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do when nothing in life seems to be going your way? Walk in that. And it's like I said, it's hard because there's moments where you're not, you feel like I'm not going to feel the fire. There's moments when you feel like God is distant. So I might as well just go ahead, you know, but don't do that. Don't give in death to self every day. Even if you have to, I don't know if you guys ever seen being Mary Jane. Um, I don't recommend it. Um, as our, we walk to Christ, but one of the shows I used to love is being Mary Jane. And one thing I did take from that show is she used to have sticky notes all over her bedroom. And she had this big, beautiful, like window glass window with sticky notes all over it with different quotes and stuff. But instead of quotes, um, which I think sometimes quotes are good. Sometimes biblical quotes are good. Um, put scriptures on your wall. You know what I'm saying? Scripture is on your wall. It says the word is alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, right? So why aren't we using it? It's The Bible is not just a regular old book. The Bible holds power on the words, right? It says earth, heaven and earth should pass away, but his word, it's going to be there. So as long as we're still here, his word is still valid, right? Um, But yeah, so just continue to encourage yourself, surround yourself with good people, continue to walk and understand what death to self really means, right? And people are going to say, oh, you're changing. 
I am. Thank you for noticing. I appreciate it. Thank you for noticing. I am changing. You know what I'm saying? I'm understanding who I am in God and understanding um, the purpose that he has over my life. Um, so continue to change. Continue to change. Continue to ask God, mold me into the woman of God or the man of God that you've called me to be. Where is it that you want me? Right? So, yeah. I, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today thanking you for just honestly who you are, Lord God, for the love, for the mercy, for the grace that you have shown us. Lord God, for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, to continue to work in us and to continue to change us. Lord God, thank you for the gift of Jesus, Lord God, the sacrifice of Jesus into which that we can have death to self, Lord God, and be born again and be in relationship with you. Lord God, we ask that you help change our mindsets and change our hearts, Lord God. Let go of the things of the past, Lord God, and remove anything in us and around us, Lord God, that is not like you, Lord God. Lord God, help us break any bondage and any hindrance, Lord God, that is keeping us from you and the purpose and the will, Lord God, for the kingdom. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in our sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love that scripture. Um, but so, yeah, after this, we got like two more episodes in this room. I'm very nervous. Uh, I'm very, I don't even know what the next room is going to look like. I don't know how I'm recording, but you guys, like I said, you guys are not going to get the... Um, the episodes I move in the ninth but you guys aren't going to get those episodes until like September so you guys still have like a month left in this room I however (laughs) have a week (laughs) I however have one week yeah um so yeah I love you guys I really do and I appreciate you guys for sticking in here with me um but yeah I love you guys and I'll see you guys in the next episode